Hey, welcome back to I'm Okay, guys. My name is Marley, and today we have a special guest for you, Oliver and I. We are going to be talking with Fabian Kremser. He's a triathlete, and uh, it's all positive vibes happening over here. We're going to just exchange some energy, some positive energy, some positive vibes, and just sit back and enjoy, guys. Thanks. Mr. Fabian, thank you for joining us, sir. Yeah, Fabian, welcome to the show. And um, thank you for welcoming me, and uh, well, I'm actually sort of now, this is why I'm getting nervous because I've never done this before, so I'm happy to be here. And uh, Take your time, brother, take your yeah, time. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So I believe that, uh, Oliver, you were actually the, the contact here, and getting yeah, I'm, uh, Mr. Fabian able to join us today. How did, I think, how did that happen? I think I'm, 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 I'm the glue of the world. Um, <laughs> no, I, I met Fabian on Facebook, actually. I think it was around uh, almost summer last year when I started to build yeah. up my, my uh, triathlon experience, let's call it like this. Um, I, was a, I was almost a professional swimmer uh, in my youth and um, I always liked to ride bikes. Um, I, I did some amateur races and um, so I thought to myself, why not add running to it and uh, ma make it a triathlon? Um, not thinking about what the f I'm doing there. Um, and so I think Fabian saw something in a, in a, in a triathlon group uh, of me posting something. Uh, and so, yeah, we got in touch with each other. Um, we rolled a little bit. He offered me help and support if I have some questions. And um, yeah, this was the beginning. And uh, I think in the beginning of the year when I had my separation with my wife and uh, we got in touch again. Um, and uh, he's also actually part of I'm Okay already because he's one of the guys uh, who uh, sent me unasked money on uh, PayPal and I passed it on to Kimo. Um, so he's already a part of I'm Okay and I'm so glad you're here, Fabian. Um, and I give you the chance to introduce yourself to the audience. Well, thank you for that. Uh, exactly. We met on Facebook and to me this is all, I, I, lo I love meeting people on Facebook because to me this is like sort of proof that this whole social media chaos is actually good for something. So yeah. that, that, that's a clear win. Every once in a while someone drops in and was like, yeah, it's, it's good to have this. And uh, I, I really enjoy that. And exactly. I, I saw you posting something that you had this, this idea of doing a 70.3 and uh, the, the way you wrote it that that was what that really spoke to me because you were you were on fire man this is this was like you you really you celebrated every single training like it was uh it, it was the world and, and <laughs> yeah. that that's it yeah. I, I i can't stand it and when, when people like pretend to be uber cool when they're like yeah i just rode 20k on the bike and it was so cool but they're like oh no i could have done this faster and blah 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 and, and you were really <laughs> burning for it and that was like I like this guy. I, I really like this guy. So we got in touch and then we got in, in touch again when I sort of learned that Oliver was not only a brilliant photographer, but also that he wrote uh, like a cookbook, which uh, I, I then bought. And then, uh, yeah, then later, a little bit of time passed on, then you hit sort of a really hard spots. And I was like, oh no, you know what? I This, this is like, I know tough times. And I'm, I'm really no stranger to them. And I sort of sometimes wished someone had helped me. And I always was like, you know what, if I can help someone, something, if it's just a little bit, I want to do it. So I tried that. And uh, well, here we are. We, we just stayed in touch. And it's, <laughs> I'm, I'm so, so happy to see that you are getting better, Oli. This is like really... Thank you very much. Brother. It's really great. And it's, I think it's also really great to see what, what then after and also in this time happened that there were a lot of people sort of chiming in and uh, you really supporting you and each other and uh, something grew of that. And that it gave me a little bit of hope for this world that is sometimes giving a little bit uh, a glare of fucked upness, if I may use this. French <laughs> yeah, word of here. course. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, and uh, to me, I'm I'm actually uh, a coach. I own a small coaching business here in Switzerland together with my business partner. We have our own lab where we can do performance diagnostics on the very highest level, which is absolutely awesome because it, it was has been a dream of mine for about 10 years. And this year, basically out of the blue, within a few months, we realized that and we're up and running and it's absolutely 
fantastic and great. And then I'm also doing my own sports. I have been a professional triathlete for about seven years. And then at one point, uh, well, life happens. And I had to decide, do I keep chasing this dream? Or do I decide to, well, like, eat? So uh, <laughs> this, I'm, I'm not what you would call a reasonable guy, but in that case, the reason one. And uh, I had to quit. And I, I, I still remember that day when I wrote the letter to, uh, I was racing with a German license back then, when I wrote the letter to the German triathlon organization that I was handing in my professional license. And I kept telling me that this is just like, well, uh, I'm not defined by a piece of paper and stuff. And of course I'm not, but it broke my heart. Of course but I, I, I had to work. So I worked and I built up the business and it was good. And uh, then when I needed some more money, I uh, also for, because I liked it, um, I took the opportunity to, to play in a band, which I did for okay. three years. And uh, well, I played the bagpipes. This is not something that... <laughs> people normally do so we were a sort of a medieval band and it was really cool the guys they are still up and rocking but after three years within this time uh it, it got from a very well-paid hobby to a horribly paid second job and yeah. it started to interfere with my sports and with my training and with my work because while the the other guys were like drinking and relaxing between gigs i was there on my laptop working and talking to athletes and coaching them and uh, I had like two burnouts in this time and then I decided it was enough so I left that but sort of it all came together shortly after I hit a really crippling depression and uh, things unraveled that I really wish upon no one but eventually I got to a point where I was like what, what do I want in my life and I was like yeah you know what I'm not done yet I'm not done with my professional racing I want to do this again. So I said, sorry, that, sorry to interrupt you on this, Fabian. You know, yeah. you, you remember the quote, br brother? Do you remember? I'm not done. Yes. It yes. hits home. It hits home, Fabian, because um, the, 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 the saying like I'm not done was uh, almost the beginning of I'm OK, because um, right. I was talking to uh, Molly on the phone. He was uh, back down in Bolivia uh -huh. and um, we were talking about and I always called myself or the guys called me the, the preacher of the calendar quotes. And um, we, 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 came, we came to the, to the conclusion, you know, no matter how hard your life right now is, no matter how, you know, dark it seems, you're not done. I'm not done. And this was the beginning when I introduced Kimo to Mali uh, and we set up the first Zoom uh, call for this week. And um, I called the room like M-O-K, Mali, Oliver and Kimo. So I just gave it a name. And um, we talked about I'm not done. And it's yeah. it's uh -huh. it's it's not it, again. It's not a, a coincidence. Coincidence. It's not a coincidence that you say exactly the same thing. And uh, when we were talking about I'm not done, Kimo mentioned, look how the room is named, and I said, uh, yeah, it's I'm okay. And he said, no, it's I'm okay. Uh huh. And this is how it got started. And so, um, yeah, back to you. Sorry for the interference. That's great. I, I, can, <laughs> I can also chime in there once more, because you know what? Uh, a, a few weeks ago, we were talking about like my idea of creating sort of a traveling guide with uh, the band Runwick yes. in Scotland, because uh, Scotland seems to be a thing that we also share. And uh, the quote, I'm not done yet. Uh, I, I got it from Runwick. Okay. When they uh, had their 40 year celebration and they were sort of beginning the last song of the set, uh, the, the singer said like, you know what, um, we're, not, we're not done yet. There's, uh, we were done, almost done for tonight, but we're not done yet. There's plenty more music to come. And uh, for me, that was like, uh, okay, this, this is a chord I can live by because they sort of um, wrote the soundtrack of my life in the past 20 years. And that was like, yeah, I'm gonna go with that. I'm, I'm not done yet. No, we're not. And then a uh, uh, really long, process of doing and repeating started because of course I had to evaluate where I stand. I had no idea where I was physically. I know that I was a little bit too heavy on sort of here. And I was, yeah, the best thing that could happen to me would be to like just have one year where I could just train, not do any races, not do anything else because races, of course, you want to do them because you're, this is what you, why you do it. Yeah. And then sort of, um, well, Corona happened and I was forced to just train one year. So of course that the whole thing is uh, something horrible, which is still going on. But uh, to me, it was not only 
So it's uh, yeah. so you so you created Corona to have a year. Exactly. Thank you. That, that was me. Thank that you very me. much. Thank yeah, you very yeah, much. Yeah. That, that would actually be a, that would be a nice new conspiracy theory. We should get it out there. <laughs> you were looking for an opportunity to train, and it just kind of fell into your lap. Yeah, it, like. it sort of it, it sort of happens. I was like that. This would be it would be good if I would be forced to because I know myself. I'm I'm really not a reasonable guy, and uh, when I can race, I race. So I couldn't race, so I trained. And that, that was okay. So I, I don't know, call it a higher power, call it coincidence. Uh, in the end, I don't care what you call it. It was, it was what should have happened to me. And uh, because it actually got me where I am now. So it's good. Have you raced since? I guess you have, because of COVID, you haven't had the opportunity. Last weekend. Oh yeah, last weekend. He was in Copenhagen in Sweden. Yeah. And uh, Denmark, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, I apologized <laughs> to all Scandinavian people. I'm sorry. I'm so, sorry. <laughs> so, uh, was that your first race? So, how many races have you had? Since, since you uh, ever since I year? decided to come back, it was my first. And okay. in the end, I think, well, I'm, I have been doing triathlon for over 20 years. It's my 21st season. I, I did my first Ironman in 2004. 2004 at under age of 18 and uh, i think this one was my oof, I, i've lost count 13th 14th something like that oh, okay so, okay but every it's... single one was different i i never had like yeah this is my routine i'm gonna do that this was like every time it's trial and error and with the long distances it's mostly it's more error than trial so that's <laughs> and so it's, do you you need you need to love to suffer no Actually, that's not true. Why? <laughs> oh, thank you. But hey, but, come on, man. You know exactly what you signed up for. Exactly. But uh, well, no, no, no. Wait. Oh, um, let's let's see if I can show this to you. There, there is a my, my girlfriend was, who was with me there. She she made a really funny. Um, she made a really funny picture of me. Here, can you see that? Yeah. Yeah. So that's me clowning, goofing around. And uh, it was actually on the last lap of four. So I was starting the last lap of four of the marathon. And I saw her and her, her friend who, who lives in Denmark, who was also a really, really great support during the day. And I saw Tanya and Sven standing there and I was like, yeah, last lap finally. And she's like, yeah, just one more lap, just enjoy it. And then I went, Don't yeah. what? Shut the <laughs> <fuck>. <laughs> yeah. And, but actually, it got me thinking because then I, I, I really, I had, I started having fun. Not because, I mean, at this point in the race, I was done. My legs were hurting, and I really had. Um, no, I didn't Just have any sore. issues, but it, I was sore all over. Yeah, but I was course. thinking, yeah, how many times did I read like race reports, and the wording was always the same. Well, I started to realize that I couldn't pull off my pace, so I decided to enjoy it instead. And I was like, okay, I get it now. You people are full of shit. You don't <laughs> enjoy this. <laughs> this is just not, I mean, come on. It's, it really just sucks. So, no, I'm, I'm fairly convinced that you don't need to like the suffering. Absolutely not. Hmm. But you need to be able to endure it. Yeah. Because the reward is... It's really worth it. This is this is no joke. It's uh, this is something that, that you probably can't imagine. Like, yeah, this one second when you run over the finishing line and stuff. Uh, well, why do you do that? Blah blah blah. Uh, the reward, the, the feeling, gives you the sensation of accomplishment, but also, yeah, I, I don't know how to put this in words. It's really really difficult to decide to, to describe this feeling. But this this feeling that this empowering feeling of being who you are in that moment. And also the really, really overwhelming sensation of clear focus that you have for the whole time in this race. No matter how hard it sucks, you're in the moment. And if you ever meditated and tried to stay focused for just 10 minutes, you know that this is this is really, really tough. But uh, let's imagine for an Ironman, you are, you have to be focused for hours and hours on end. So this is, uh, I call this um, being addicted to presence. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of. That this is what what what's what's the triathlon for me? Being addicted to being present, and uh, this is absolutely worth it. And of course, I mean, it's a long day, and things will go wrong, and it will start to hurt. This is just you know what you sign up for. It's, but so, if you can endure it, it's 
you don't need to enjoy it, but you need to work through it. Yeah. Could you apply this to other aspects of your life, like enduring through suffering or, or pain? Like, what does that, what does that mean to you? Has this aspect actually helped you in other areas of your life, being able to focus, being able to uh, be in that moment, being able to endure suffering? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, uh, to this day, I'm, I firmly believe that, uh, endurance sports no, no matter what you do i mean if you if you're into running 1000 meters that's that you're focused if you're climbing mountains that's that if you're doing triathlon just anything related to moving and planning and exhaustion and all the stuff sports like is the best school of life that you can actually have and it's actually it shares a lot of similarities with uh, learning how to play a musical instrument because it needs a lot of dedication and a lot of patience. And in doing that, the process that you that you work through, the person that you become, it it has an enormous potential. Of course, you also, this is, it's, it's a two-way street because you can also screw it up uh, epically. I mean, I, I know so many people that have really wrecked themselves with, uh, with sports, no, no matter what discipline, because they had sort of dreams and goals that, weren't obtainable and they they, they, they broke them mm. probably also because they had no one to 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 tell them which is in, in endurance sport it's sometimes it happens that people aren't honest with you they, they they're not telling you you know what guy you're nuts you you won't do this but instead they tell yeah yeah keep keep going keep going keep going dnf is not an option and i was like yeah that, it's definitely an option you, you have to you have to explain what dnf means oh. man yeah sorry uh, <laughs> dnf means did not finish and uh, this is of course you have to pull out of a race then uh there is you're at the, the center at the bottom line of, of, of the of the whole of the table yeah and there it says like dnf and there are t-shirts that are written with like DNF is not an option. And normally these are, um, we're, we're talking about triathletes and then there are triathlots. Yes. So, <laughs> and then these are oh, like, man. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very triathlotic thing to do. Like, yeah, DNF is not an option. And of course, when you start with the sport, this is like what you want for, because you want to be tough and you want to be an Ironman and you want to be the, the crossest version of you. And, and, and then eventually you think like, you learn that this is, this is just moronic. This is this has nothing to do with sports. It has nothing to do with passion. It has nothing to do with, with joy. But sometimes people aren't in for that. So, yeah. Um, to answer your question, yeah, it helped me in basically every aspect in my life. Because if you want to build up a business from scratch, with which I had, then uh, first of all, you you can't be lazy. And you, you, you just you just have you have to do the work. It's just like you have yeah. to get up like a clockwork, do it over and over and over again. And uh, the ability to focus on long stretches of time and also just like to uh, there was a brief time when they used to call me the pit bull because when I had something in my mind, I really like uh, bit into it and I didn't let go until I got it. So. Um, <laughs> it didn't come from nowhere. Like... <laughs> I, I have this this well, let's call it a quality. I have this characteristic in me that if I'm onto something and uh, focused on something, then I really am in for this. And uh, yeah, it definitely helps. Okay. That's, that's, that's so great. That's so great, man. And <clears throat> so you're, you're a coach, you know, you are used to talk to people They want to achieve goals, they want to be better in sports and maybe some business coachings or stuff you know because mindset and mm. uh, um getting in the in, in in the right mood and uh, um yeah stay focused for a long time this is the same what we did with i'm okay you know we started mm. from scratch um mm. something that wasn't there for us in this moment mm -hmm. um but we had the we had the urge we had all the same feeling that we have to or we want to put something out there so what is what is something you would tell somebody um, who wants to achieve or obtain a goal or um, a dream, you know, um, to get into the right mindset. Because not every day is the same. You said it, you know, every race that you did was different. Mm -hmm. um, no matter how hard or how, uh, how, how uh, uh, good your, 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 your training was before. Because I think the preparation is almost the same for every race. 
exactly yeah yeah and uh, but every race is different mm -hmm. so this is like every day in life you know you wake up you have every day the new, a new chance a new opportunity to do something mm -hmm. about your life but how what 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 would you say to a to a client that comes to you and he says i want to achieve this goal doesn't matter well actually that happens a lot so uh <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> I'm, I'm having this talk, this conversation. I'm having this a lot. And uh, I can tell you, it really, it, it doesn't matter who, who comes to me. Uh, my oldest client that I had came to me. He, he picked up triathlon when he was 69 and he did his first Ironman at the age of 72. So it's really not age related. And this is the first thing. I mean, if you have a dream, go for it. This is, this is the very first thing. If you have a dream, go for it. And then the second thing is, uh, this is the best advice that I ever got, and I haven't gotten the directory. It came from a movie. I have forgotten which one, but is what it was that that quote that stuck with me. And it's like it's very simple: make a plan, see it through. This is sort of, of course, when when we're coaching and when when I'm working with people and athletes, making the plan is sort of my job. So they give that into my hands, which is also part of the huge trust that has to be there. But in the end, it's, it's like that, make a plan, see it through, because no matter how big your dream and how inspiring your dream is, one thing is for damn sure, your inspiration and your motivation will fail you and will leave you at one point for certain. And it, it can be that you are like highly motivated for half a year, but then something will happen and then you're getting up and then you're not motivated anymore or you you guilty race it's it happens yeah. so it happens so often yeah and this is, this is probably the third thing that i that i tell them be always aware why you do that have your why because if you don't have that and you were just like on inspiration and motivation it's it's sort of trying to build a city on quicksand you won't you won't do that because you yeah. need the foundation yeah. You need something to build on. And if you know exactly why you do that, then you have it. Then you yeah. can also start building it because then the plan makes sense. And yeah, I, I also, I do encourage people to, to dream really big because there's just, to me, that there's no sense in dreaming small. And no. I think it's, this is something, I don't know how this is in, in the US, but in, in Switzerland and uh, partwise also I think in Germany it's like we, we're like we are very um, reserved yeah and we're not talking big rather if a Swiss guy comes to competition and was like you know what guys today victory is over me <laughs> yeah then you're like oh he's a cocky bastard what, did, what does he think if, if you win afterwards, it's like, oh, I've always believed in you. But if you don't, like, yeah, there you have it. This is karma. Yeah. So better not say. This is like an understatement. Yeah, you know, I just want to do that and that and that. And if someone comes along and was like, yeah, you know what? I want to win that race. I, I want to climb Mount Everest. I want to, I don't know, achieve anything. I want to get published in Forbes magazine, something like that. Yeah. This is just something Swiss people don't do because it's sort of they, they fear that when they open their mouth and they fail, then they're done for. Yeah. And this is something I personally just don't agree with because boy, did I fail often in the past 20 years with various stuff. Okay. I, I failed so often. I mean, I was started out just to do a fast training run and then I couldn't do it. So it was a failure. Yeah. I started a race and I, I, I had, to quit it but it was always like you know what this is part of the game it's part of life it's part of learning yeah the it's, the is pro what, it's the process it's uh, you know exactly. it's the it's the way not the goal exactly what what do you do with it yeah and if failure is the worst thing that can happen to your life then of course you you tend to set to to, to settle for small dreams yeah but <laughs> i <laughs> this this is something um uh it goes a little bit controversial with uh, with, with the, the the whole naming branding. I'm okay, because to me it was like uh, I won't settle for okay. I want great. Yeah. So this is this is something that uh, people settle for okay in terms of yeah, that's okay, but it could but, be better. Yeah, of course. But I think uh, if I if I if I can interrupt you on this, sure. um, I think 
the I'm okay is the foundation you talked about. Exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. this is the basement, Definitely. you know, this is where you build everything up because if you are okay, you start you, dreaming bigger. Exactly. You know? That's, yeah, yeah. And, and when you mentioned uh, the word failure, this was one of the topics in our last podcast. Uh -huh. Fail is just the interpretation of first attempt in learning. Exactly. exactly. And um, so this is what we are. I think we all can agree to. We all experience this in our lives. Um, I think for the most parts, I failed so many times in my life. If I, I'm right now applying for new jobs, mm -hmm. <clears throat> so somebody is reading my, my, my CV and um, they always ask me why you were there for just a year, why there just some months, why there for five years. You always have to explain yourself. Um, and um, this is the mindset we have here in Europe, especially exactly. in Switzerland and in Germany. Yeah. Uh, and I think Austria is uh, kind of related to this. Um, it's always about some paper stuff. It's not what you bring into the company, exactly. what, what your life experience is, um, what you've learned that's not written uh, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a testimony or something. It's, you know, it's, it's what, uh, uh, it's out of which material are you, you are made of, you know? Um, you, 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 we, are, we are all human beings, you know? We have, to, we have to adapt to certain situations, to changes in life. You know, sometimes you got so bad kicked in the nuts. Um, I experienced this some months ago. Um, but yeah, here I am again. And um, I, I don't know, but I feel better than ever before. You know, um, and this is, this is, I, I don't know. Um, I, I, I wrote this quote from Socrates. The secret of change is to focus all of your energy, not in fighting the old, but building the new. Exactly. Yeah. And um, this is what I'm actually right now doing. This is what Mali is doing. This is what also our friend Kimo is doing in the Philippines right now. Uh, and uh, guys, uh, just to have a short note on Kimo. Kimo, we miss you, brother. Um, you will be okay, man. And um, get your time and um, we wait for you. Yes. So, yes, yes. Um, I think the first step to being okay or getting to a point of saying, you know, I'm okay, is to admit that you're not okay. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, that is, you know, they always say, you know, getting the problem is the first step in, in, in fixing it, you know, mm -hmm. but uh, Fabian, I know, I mean, we kind of pointed all, all our attention on you, but uh, we got to got to ask you while you're here. And I think I think you being a coach in, in this area is, is perfect because um, you have so much experience trying to build these goals and helping people attain their goals, you know, for, for so many different types of people. Mm -hmm. um, I would ask you. When was when would you pinpoint that moment for you that you had to kind of take a step back and say, you know, you no, know, maybe this is this is not okay. I need to I need to make it like a change needs to happen here. When would you pinpoint that that exact time for you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I think I can, but there were there were a few key moments. Okay. Um, and it's it started off we uh, since we were a medieval band we were um, we had or they still have. I mean I. I still love the guys, but the thing right. is, since I left, I, I haven't been able to listen to their music because every time I tried, I had a mental breakdown because to this day, I miss it so, so much. Okay. So it, it wasn't just like, oh, this is getting in the way of my dreams. It's getting in the way of my life. But it was like, I, I loved it because it gotcha. was an energy of, of a sort. Uh, this, this feeling to walk out on the stage and you're really, I mean... We, we weren't the most handsome rock star type of guys, none of us, but the, the songs, uh, Jonas, who, who wrote the songs, mainly all, basically all of them, he wrote them, they were speaking not only to me, but you could really feel how he could touch people. So uh, in my view, he really is sort of genius in that department. And to, to feel the energy that people were dancing like like there was no tomorrow and just because you played and they loved they did they, they loved the music they weren't there for uh for the looks and for the selfie with you but they were there because they loved the music this energy this is indescribable and there was one week in particular it's called the metal tits Vekan in gotland in sweden mm -hmm. and it's uh, uh, the whole town or city of visby which is the capital of gotland if, I, if i'm not correct um please feel free to send your uh your hate speech. <laughs> Your hate speech is <laughs> But I experienced this to be the capital of Gotland. So, well, uh, the whole the whole city is in uh, this medieval 
fever for one week. There is uh, there are like uh, parades, and uh, you, you, if you go into a store, then also like uh, the cashier sits there in the medieval garments, and it's really like it, it's it's special vibe. You need to be you need to feel it. And there we had a huge fan base. And the last time we were there, I, I started to feel that it was to me more an exhaustion than it giving me energy because I was. Still, I, I was enlisted in the Ironman Barcelona that year, and I wanted to do that, but I couldn't, for the life of me, find the time to get just one single run in. And it began to build up a frustration, and I remember there was one night uh, when I told my girlfriend, you know what, she was there with me this, this year, and uh, I told her, you know what, I'm seriously beginning to question all this, because something is not right. And then, but we talked with the guys, because they were, we were really great friends, still still are so we we could talk with each other and they were really forthcoming we, we were planning like you know what what can we do differently next year because if you need the time for your training we, we can really see that like the, the scheduling is done a little bit better that you really can find all of that and i was like yeah this could work but after this meeting i was driving home and i think it was that drive where i started to begin to feel that even if the guys were willing to do a lot for me, it it wasn't the right thing. I, I, I wouldn't be able to do that one more year yeah. because it, it wasn't what I lived for. I loved mm -hmm. it, but it, it wasn't the life inside of me, you know? It was, it, it was not the fulfilling stuff. Exactly. It, it yeah. wasn't, it, it just wasn't what I was meant to be. Yeah. Because when I looked back in the past, then what was 18, 17 years, the, the one thing that was constantly with me, giving me energy and uh, filling me sort of with wings at, in times, it was sports yeah. in, in one way or the other, either training and racing myself or helping others to achieve their goals. Because of course, this is something, this is very, very rewarding when, when you work for like nine months together and then there is suddenly there is this day x and you are there on on the course and you're suffering with your athletes and you see how they are having a tough time but you start to push them and you because you want them to reach their goals and then eventually you you, you can greet them at the finish line this is like it's one of the best feelings in the world and it's even it's so good that at times for me it was okay to put this in front of my own racing so it really was a sort of a, a trifecta of three great things in my life that I had to weigh against each other. And this is something, uh, it, it, it was tough to do that. Yeah. And after doing it, um, first I was like, okay, now I'm out of this band. What do I do now? And uh, that was when I enlisted for the Ironman Switzerland in 2018, which I did highly undertrained. And also when I look back at was then my, my depression was then beginning to settle in because I, I I can't tell you what it was. It was a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff that was happening and it was only just beginning to get really, really bad. But uh, I did that race and I told everyone who asked me, what, what do you want in this race? I was like, you know what? I just want to see for myself if this is really the thing I want to do. Hmm. And if it is, then I'm deciding whether or basically how much I want it. But if I come if I cross the finish line, I was like, yeah, no, 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 that, that wasn't it. Then I will need to see what I want to do with my life. So I did this race, highly undertrained, a little bit overweight. And I finished, not in my fastest time, but that wasn't the problem. And I was like, yeah, you know what? It's still there. It's still this thing. So let's see. Then I started planning other races, but uh, eventually it was Zurich again. And I was a little bit better prepared the year after, but this was during a time when I was like really rock bottomish. And uh, after that, I decided, okay, I'm I won't race again just to participate. I want to race, so let's build it up. But to close the circle, I think it was this drive home when I realized, no, I, I can't keep doing this like that. There needs to be a change. And then I had to act pretty quickly, and I did. And it, it was the right decision. It was tough, and it's, it's still tough for me. Mm -hmm. But uh, I, I also sort of think this is quite a positive thing, that I'm still 
sort of suffering of the loss of this whole music thing because it meant something to me. Yeah. And if I could have done this, like, oh yeah, onto next to new things, I think it would have left me with the feeling of having wasted some time. But I, I didn't. It was an absolutely fantastic ride with the guys, and I know there will be a time when I will be able to enjoy the music again, like without just breaking down in tears. So I'm looking forward <laughs> to that. Yeah. Hey, you made it this far. It's a good moment to mention our Instagram, our TikTok, Facebook, and our YouTube. And go ahead and follow Fabian's website and his social media. Thanks for joining us this far, guys. This second half is my favorite. We asked Fabian, how does he get through discouraging days? And uh, I don't know if you're really looking at my little square down at the bottom, but uh, you know, every now and then I'm like looking away. I'm just like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, because uh, it's just hitting me, you know, in different, different, different angles. And you're gonna see that a little bit more uh, in the second half. So um, hopefully it's having the same impact on you guys, our listeners. You know, we're doing this for you guys and we wanna make sure, look, we, we understand we're not the only ones going through crap. So we just wanna be there and help others. If you are being affected, if you are having a positive experience, please let us know, you know, just send a comment on one of our posts on Instagram or comment on our Facebook, uh, even on YouTube, you know, send us a message. Uh, let us know, you know, because a um, little bit goes a long way for us. So knowing that we're touching people's hearts and affecting other people uh, encourages us to keep going. So, hey, thanks for listening to us this far. Enjoy the second half, it's my favorite part. I think like Molly and I experienced, and I experienced exactly the same thing, not related to, to the to the triathlon uh, or to sports. It was for me the same thing with uh, photography last year, mm -hmm. uh, where I thought, okay, uh, everybody's telling me, ah, you do great pictures, you know, I mentioned this in one of our uh, latest podcasts, and um, I, I think uh, I, my ego was too big, and I said, yeah, everybody's telling me, yeah, you're such a great photographer, you do such a great work, but nobody wanted to pay me, you know, uh, and I got frustrated, and, you know, I, I threw everything in a bin, and I said, no, I don't do it anymore, like a like a kid in, in the sandbox, you know, um, you know, being in, d discouraged and saying, no, I don't want to do it anymore, and I think I... I shut down my Facebook and my Instagram page uh, for like five months or something. And I always had the feeling like every day I couldn't, I couldn't picture it. I couldn't find out what it is, but I was like, there is something missing inside of me. Mm -hmm. You know, the spark was not there. And this is the spark that you maybe mentioned in, uh, in case of your, of your sports, of your own uh, competitive mindset, you know, mm -hmm. that you want to race, that you want to be out there um, achieving your goals. And I think around like, yeah, December last year, when I was sitting on the Christmas table, um, I, my hand was always going to the phone to take pictures of the nice decorated table, you know, of the food and something. And I said, yeah, this is what I'm missing. This is what, mm -hmm. this is what's so deep inside of me. And now that I had my separation and uh, I, I applied for a job, you know, like the nine to five thing, what I did like the last 15 years being a salesperson, um, uh, like a sales representative for, for the companies. Um, I did this for the majority of my uh, adult life and I felt so bad about it that I said to myself, you know, I'm 44 now. I don't have time to waste anymore. You know, I don't want to waste it anymore. I want to do photography 100% full time, no matter what it takes. You know, and this is uh, this is something that, that that came up to me in my mind. And I think um, we all have these days where, where we are discouraged, you know, where we are feel lost or, you know, um, lost in space somehow. How do you how, how, how do you get past these days, Fabian? How do you how do you get your mindset back on track? Uh, to be honest, sometimes I don't. Of course not. Some, sometimes I, I'm just accepting that I'm having a shitty day. Yeah. And uh, this is all, also something uh, that, uh, Marley, uh, you questioned before, what have I learned? This is something that I've learned with the training. And in times we, were, we have been doing training camps back in the day, 
which was always a very great experience because you go to these exotic places and uh, meet single-minded, narrow-minded, stubborn people who just talk about triathlon when they open their mouths. So they're sometimes really annoying. <laughs> No, 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 no. Even in the photography business, they are. Oh, yeah. Yeah, And, you know, sometimes I'm one of them because I still burn for this stuff. So now it's all good. But I loved, always loved the training camps because you were like two weeks somewhere off in your bubble and all you could do was eat, sleep, train. It was perfect. And we learned something. We were joking about that. We were like, okay, you know what? Every week, every week of training, you are entitled to one shitty day. If you're lucky, you'll have it when it's a day off, so you don't feel it. But if you're not lucky, if you have bad luck, then you'll have it on the longest tour of the week and you are guiding the fastest group, so you just have to gnaw through your handlebars because you have to survive it. And uh, most of the times I was lucky because if you're in a certain mode and rhythm of training, then the shitty days come when you have the day off. You can sort of plan them that then you feel like really bad. But I experienced it once and it was, for, to me, it was really hilarious because I was leading a group of um, three girls. They were really good cyclists. And this day I couldn't follow them uphill. I really, I was like, ah. Oh. As if someone had put glue into my wheels. It was horrible. For like four hours, I was suffering. And then one of them was an, an, an ex-Eastern German swimmer. So she was a bulldog. And for the rest of the day, she was always really like joking. It, it was sort of vibing on the mean side because like yeah 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 you're the young one talking about you want to be a pro but you couldn't even follow the girls uphill and I was like. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I was having a bad day. So the next, the next yeah. day was this long course. We were doing like uh, six hours, uh, 160 kilometers in the wind on Fuerteventura. And it was my turn to take the fast group. So she was like, oh, Fabian is leading the fast group. Yeah, no, this is going to be easy. I'm joining you guys. So I was good again. I had my shitty day and I was doing my job. And about after the, the third hill, she was fighting her way through the group towards me in front like what the fuck is going on yesterday you were all like yeah you couldn't follow me and now you're this what the hell are you taking I'm like, hey, i told you i had a shitty day and and she she couldn't get her head around this yeah she was for the for the rest of the week as well i was like yeah 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 you're a coke boy now <laughs> smile keep smiling boy like, so yeah where are you where are you hiding the epo <laughs> exactly. Well, I have been asked that as well, but uh, well, of course, so, <laughs> yeah, of course. yeah as, as soon as they do that, no, but uh, it was really funny. Um, so sometimes you have you have a shitty day, and it's absolutely okay. The thing is, what what you do with it, and uh, I get discouraged a lot. I mean, every time there there is another bill coming in, I'm like, oh shit, because for about. 10 years now I have been on my own I've been independent for the first seven years of my business I was like really on my own and now that I have a business partner it's it's, it's really really great because he's uh, an absolutely fantastic super serious guy well not serious in the way he has a great sense of humor but he's like uh, he's he's doing a great and really serious job and he's good with numbers which I am not I need a computer yeah. for everything which luckily I have, but he's really like doing the whole uh, the whole financial stuff. So this is a great, great help. And we're also like uh, playing really well together. Uh, but I still get discouraged. I mean, if there aren't enough bookings and, and so on and so forth. And for the past 10 years, I, I have known nothing but sort of living hand to mouth. This is, yeah. uh, I've, I've never known the idea of having sort of spare money in my bank account because it's like what comes in goes out and i never yeah. know with the taxes and stuff and all of that so of course you get discouraged a lot but it comes back to that first of all you have shitty days and they're just that you can do something else i mean you always need to do the laundry and i can always play with my bikes so i, I still find something work related to do and uh, then it's, it's again make a plan see it through it's the same thing that applies also there because i'm like okay there are certain things that I need to be done, and there are certain things that need now not really skills. I can I can crunch some numbers, I can write some training plans, I can compose some things, so I, I can do them on a bad day. And 
I think the the real challenge is not to let it get to you. Hmm. Because yeah. if, if you let them uh, sit on your shoulder and talk to you, it's like then yeah. it starts weighing you down. If you, if you start to ask yourself, what if, then then it's then you're done for. Yeah, just like accept it. Okay, it's there. I'm discouraged now. Um, everything is shitty, but tomorrow will be a better day. Or my my personal recipe that really really works all the time: uh, jump into a pool, swim one kilometer, and after that, the world is a different place. Yeah. <laughs> it it works. It works. You you can also you can also drink it. about uh, one. Uh, one really large shot of vodka it has about the same <laughs> yeah or 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 in or in Marley's case in Marley's case he found out that hey. he likes that he hey. likes De Serrano. Hey. hey 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 he this guy this guy oh, he's he is he is he's also a sporty guy and um he he likes ice cream and he found a bottle of De Serrano in his brother's house and he told me that and i said man you don't drink And he said, oh, it tastes so good, like almonds, you know? Uh, and, and I said, yeah, I, I know it. I know it for sure. And he poured it over his ice cream, you know? Yeah. And he got drunk right away. No, there's nothing wrong with that. Disclaimer. Yeah, I, I call this a hard reset. Yeah, hard like reset, that. yeah. yeah. It's, uh, please, please, Mali, please, Mali, in the, in the post-production, please put adult content on it, please. <laughs> So, uh, disclaimer, uh, that only happened one time, and I knew exactly what I was getting myself into. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, But, um, karma hit you right back. <laughs> to, um, to piggyback on, on Fabian, um, no, I, I, I absolutely love what you said. Um, so, my situation is really, um, uh, of course, if those the listeners who um been following us uh since the first podcast have seen me in bolivia talking about leaving bolivia and now i'm in america it was kind of a really difficult situation there where uh, my in-laws health wasn't that wasn't, mm -hmm. was the health is not that great mm -hmm. and uh, i have a history in working in like clinics with massage therapy hydrotherapy herbology like natural remedies and stuff like that to help help uh patients in the past so Going to Bolivia, which is my wife's um, country, where she's from, I was able to uh, help her in-laws. But uh, at the same time, you know, I didn't have work. Uh, long story short, uh, wife, the wife and I are not really on, on great terms. However, uh, Oliver especially, and Kimo, uh, had to and, and of course my family and friends had to kind of pull me out of it and say hey look you know you're in a place right now where we can see your mental health you know declining <laughs> uh mm -hmm. you should get out of there and um you know however long it takes you know you need to do that and they were absolutely right it was it was um i wasn't getting a lot of support that i needed there i wasn't able to pay some bills i still had here But uh, we were trying to make it work. Point is, long story short, obviously I'm back here. My wife is still there. My kids are there. And uh, now that I'm here, I've uh, been gone all summer. You know, it's I'm at a point where I'm finding out that, uh, you know, once that ball has stopped moving, to try to get it moving again, it takes a lot of time, a lot of effort, and it's very difficult. And uh, yeah. And when I came back from Bolivia, you know, I had this mindset where I was like, look, I'm not going to have people I care about around me, you know, um, helping people. I don't know if it's just me. Obviously, I mean, it's Fabian as well, because you, you, you said you, you know, you work with people trying to obtain their goals. You find a love for helping people and, you know, you, 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 you get an attachment with them. And, uh, you know, especially if, You know, it maybe if they're strangers is one thing, but when they're your family, like I look at my in-laws like they're they're my family, you know. And obviously, my kids are there. Yeah, I have a three-year-old and um, a one-year-old. Um, he just turned two, and my older one is about to turn four this month, actually September. Yeah. So, with uh, leaving Bolivia, I knew that coming back here was going to take some time to get back up on my feet, and um, I was per. I could see myself. 
getting depressed being by mm-hmm. myself. I'm, I'm staying with my brother right now, which mm-hmm. is great, my twin brother. But I could see myself going into a really dark place. So coming back here, I was like, okay, I need to just hit the ground running. I need to get back to work. I just need to keep my mind, you know, moving. I need to keep myself busy. And all of a sudden, within a couple of weeks, I realized that I, my mind wanted to keep moving, but my body physically did not have the energy. And mm-hmm. even something as simple as getting up out of bed, making my bed, getting breakfast, I would feel myself drained by the middle of the day. And my mind couldn't, you know, I could only apply to a job a day sometimes, or, you know, just little things that really Mm -hmm. shouldn't matter. I found myself getting really, I couldn't keep moving forward. I couldn't keep, I had to, you know, do, do a few activities and just take a nap. And then I wake back up, do a few more activities and be drained again. I had, I had to take another nap. And it just got to a point where my brother and Oliver actually pointed out the same day. Um, I was like, look, you've been through a lot. You, your body has been through a lot mentally, has been through a lot physically, has been through a lot emotionally. And you need that time to just uh, kind of like what you, going back to what you were saying, Fabian, it's just to admit you're having a bad day, <laughs> you know, yeah. or a bad week or, you know, but so with the question that was brought to you, Fabian, where it says, where you've had days when you discouraged or days when you've had bad days, how, did, how do you get past them? What I got from that was, look, you just have to get past it. And not mm-hmm. in the sense that most people think was just like, you know, bulldoze through it. It's like, no, sometimes you have to sit there and just let the day go by with all the discouragements, all the things that may be bringing you down and just accept it. You know, it's just like, look, this is where I'm at right now. And, uh, and if I'm going to move forward, I have to, you know, stop trying so hard to avoid the situation and just uh, yeah, let it pass. COVID, just yeah. let it pass. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I, I really <clears throat> love how you how you went about explaining that. Was, I was... can so so much relate to that. This this feeling that like when you're really in, in a dark place. I yeah. actually think this is a quite good description for what you're going through when you're having a depression. And uh, I'm I'm absolutely sure that you've experienced this as well. When I mean, you talk to people and they're like, "Yeah, how are you?" and you're like, "You know what? I'm I'm really I'm I'm, I'm having." I'm really in a bad place they go like oh i'm sorry to hear that yeah you know i'm sad sometimes too and you're like that's yeah. uh, i got i got some trigger phrases uh one of my, my favorite was like oh i'm sorry to hear that you know what you can come to me every time at all times yeah and i was like you know what i i want to tell you to fuck off but it would be rude so i don't but I just told you that this morning I hid my car keys from myself because I wasn't sure that I wouldn't drive up the next tree trunk. And then I got back to bed because this single thing took me so much energy that I need to sleep again. And yeah. you think it would be a great idea for me to get in the car and drive 20 kilometers to your place so I can sit there and have a coffee and listen to you yap about how bad your privileged oh. life is. Yeah. Which is what happens. Well, of so course. not, not to, to get into any resentment there, but I just think that there is no, if, if you haven't experienced this, you, you can't relate on that. And I think this is so, so important that, that people can have the ability to learn that. And I know it's so hard to talk about it. I mean, this it takes a lot of courage to admit that you have something. And uh, yeah, sometimes you just have to sit there and let the day go by and nothing will, will help. It's, it's, it's really, really horrible. Well, I, I came yeah. to the realization that chocolate and ice cream sometimes is an alternative, absolutely. And yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> I very, very often resort to food. I'm, I'm absolutely your, your, your typical stress eater, which is, uh, it's, also, it, it's funny because when I work with people in nutrition, they're like, yeah, I almost don't dare to tell you what I eat. And I was like, yeah, okay, just start. Want a chocolate? <laughs> and they're like, what? You eat that? And, uh, and, and, the, and the Swiss chocolate is, uh, oh, man, it's really oh, it's good. good. It's good. It's, it's, it's good. really good, yeah. I, I wanted to ask um, just quickly here, um, if you could choose one person that probably has helped you get through uh, some of these dark times in your life the most, like who, who would that person be? I'm just kind of curious. My girlfriend, she's really standing behind me and helping me but to 
to be encouraged to really do what I want to do, like go on and do that, you can do that. Um, the sad reality is that that must have been myself because yeah. when I decided that I wanted to become a professional athlete uh, back in the day, I mean, I was very young. Um, my parents had no idea what it means. So what they were doing was like, yeah, you know what? Do it. We, we, we give you the chance, like financial wise, you can do that, which I'm eternally grateful for it, of course. But they had no idea what it meant. They, they were like, yeah, you know what? But just, we just want to see you do something. If you like uh, sleep in until high noon and then you just like uh, come out and start eating something and then you go back to bed, this is like, we, we know that this is not professional sports. So we want to see some progress, but uh, we give you the chance. So this is absolutely fantastic. And because of that, I'm where I am at now. But I had to resort to myself, uh, which is... Sometimes it makes me a little bit sad because I would really love to have someone with me or someone around me that uh, keeps also pushing me and not, not just like, yeah, I support you. I mean, I love the fact that my girlfriend does that and I, I'm eternally grateful for the fact that she puts up with me uh, all around that because I know it's, I, I mean, it's, it's sometimes it's really like, I, I can't imagine how it would be to be together with a triathlete. I always thought that I don't want that. So <laughs> <laughs> she, she sort of, um, she, she either has just a dismal taste in men and um, sort of just, um, or her eyesight is that bad that she still hasn't seen one. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. No, I'm, I, I, no. I, really, I really, really love her and I'm very, very grateful to have her in my life. She's an absolutely amazing and really, really warm-hearted person. But the encouragement and the pushing forward, this is something that I sort of, and doing on my own and yeah music helps a lot this is uh, something that that carries me but also not in the sense uh, or in a way that people would expect that now for example when i'm doing sport and i'm training i never listen to music never this is just uh, this is, then it's just me and my body and so, me myself and i the, the unholy trinity but uh, <laughs> uh, music is to me i'm I'm sort of a snob when it comes to music. I need content. I I get absolutely cranky if someone plays a tune to me and like, yeah, what's what's special about it? It sounds good, like, but have you listened to the lyrics? Oh, I don't care about the lyrics. I'm like, yeah, you know what? Put that off. It's so stupid <laughs> yeah. that I literally feel myself getting dumber and I don't want to waste my time with that. So yeah. I know that it's not really a good quality. In me. <laughs> but if the music gets content, it can really motivate me. And also like, um, I don't know, have you guys ever heard uh, the song Like a Rock from Bob Seger? I know it. So Marley, if you don't know it, Google it. It's, uh, it, it might tear you apart but it okay. will also build you up because okay. uh, it, it was around then when uh, when I got to the point where I was like, yeah, I want to do it again. And it, it sort of, it started with me measuring what, had I lost something, had I lost my edge, had I lost my drive. And I was listening to this song in the car. A lot, a lot of my stuff happened in the car because I drive a lot. So there is this, this one line where he is singing I was 18, didn't have a care, working for peanuts, not a dime to spare, but I was lean and solid everywhere like a rock. And it hit me in the nether regions like a motherfucker. Sorry. Sorry yeah. for that. Go, that, go for it, like, brother. <laughs> I have known this song for about 20 years now, but now it, it starts speaking to me because this is exactly, I mean, I did my first Ironman at the age 18 and I was like, this is it. I found the meaning of life. Hmm. And all of a sudden it was like, okay. So music was a huge part. And uh, I, yeah, I encourage myself. I have some support, which I'm very, very grateful. But it's also, well, a little bit sad, as I told, but I think it's also a good lesson in that if you want something, um, well, start believing in yourself. Because we, we, we believe in each other, we do that. If, if someone tells us, I want to do this and that, and uh, well, in Switzerland, the first reaction often is we had is already, Sicher nicht. Sicher nicht. <laughs> so that's surely not, surely not. Of course yeah. not, what are you thinking? Yeah. So, uh, well, but we, we, we tend to believe in each other and support each other, but 
in, 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 in a way, we tend to forget the one person that matters the most. We forget to believe in ourselves. Yeah. And I think this is really, really important because I've, I've experienced it a lot, like young athletes. And this is sort of a guy thing. I've never experienced this with uh, female athletes. They come to me, they have this dream. They want to really, really go somewhere. And they also show some talent and great promise. And then they sort of get the first girlfriend. And all of a sudden, the whole fire that burned for the sport, of course, burns for the girl. Yeah. But because the girl believes in them, because they also got like the, the relationship goggles, this sort of, there is an exchange. And for some time, they can sort of ride on the wave of the support they get from the girlfriend. The girlfriend. But that one will fade. It always does. Because at one point, it will be like, you're always training. You never got time for me. And then when they tell them, you know what? You know what you got into them. It's either drama. Well, no, it's always drama. But either uh, they quit the sport or they quit the relationship or the relationship quits them. So that's sort of a very, very rare thing that it succeeds in this, this constellation. And it happens when you sort of employ someone else to believe in yourself. So this is... Uh, I don't know. You, you probably know that when, when you want, even in the kitchen, when you want, uh, Oliver, of course you can relate to that. <laughs> uh, when you want something to be done right, you have to do it yourself. Yes. And we, we in, in lots, lots of aspects in our lives, we, we actually live it. But when it comes to believe in ourselves, we tend to employ someone else. Yeah. And sorry, they don't know how to do that. They, they don't do a good job in that. So No, they don't. That's that's something that uh, I probably could be a message there. Learn how to believe in yourself, and you can actually do that. You you, you can so learn it, and it's uh, yeah. it's it's a great course. It's actually a great class. So <laughs> it's like you know your your thoughts create your world, create your exactly. your surroundings. And um, when you uh, talked about uh, the the song um, from Bob Seger, mm -hmm. um, there came there came this quote up in my mind when that says, "When you are happy, you uh -huh. enjoy the music." And when you are sad or maybe desperate, you understand the lyrics. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And this is um, I, I I tend to, of course, I'm I, I'm I'm a you know black music guy. I'm come from the hip hop background, mm -hmm. but um, there are always you know rap music is always you know filled with emotions, filled with content. Um, of course, you have to you you know you either like it or you don't, but. Um, there is always there is always a message behind it it's not pop music you know like twerking or shaking the ass you know it's also you know putting a message out there tell about your life tell about your struggles um about yeah. your 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 daily business um and this is what you know i i can sit in the car and listen to some pop music because it's right there on the radio playing or something and sometimes you know i get carried away a little bit by the sound or something but if i listen to music if i sit down and just have a good time with myself like i was sitting here on the weekend having a glass of wine with myself in my white rope you know like the dude from uh <laughs> from uh, um the big lebowski um like the dude like the dude like i the dude. this is why i bought it in white because I, I i'm i'm not i i'm 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 not up for white russian uh for for the beverage but uh yeah i like i love my white rope and i was sitting there having a glass of wine and just listened to some really good jazz music mm -hmm. um and i was just sitting here and i had such a fucking great time and the day the day before or the the the, the day um it was horrible i felt so horrible on saturday and i was looking into the sky and i said man i could need a little bit of guidance right now a little bit and then something happened but this uh i will talk about uh when the cameras are not running <laughs> all right okay that's good that's, good. that's great uh, talk about jazz um do you know paolo conte of course i do so the next time you enjoy a, a good glass or gin tonic or whatever, I'm I'm so, I'm, I'm a sucker for whiskey and I'm a sucker for gin tonic. Me too, My... uh, but I don't like gin. But whiskey, I'm up for it. Right. And we will and we will have a lot of this uh, next uh, next year when we go to Scotland, man. Ah, uh, definitely. This, this will be it will be terrible. Yeah, <laughs> and awesome. <laughs> uh, that his, his song "Sparring Partner." I don't know if you know that. Mm -hmm. This this is sort of my jazz. I, I can sit in my room with a dim light and listen to it, and I'm like, 
now I'm good. This is yeah. uh, this is sort of I actually I I was I was thinking about just for myself uh, doing a little video take uh, sort of um just for me to get myself out there. I mean I got a website and I, I think I have about like one visitor per year if if. It's that, but to me, it's like, well, this is my playground. So I just, I have my blog there. I have my stuff there. I, and yeah. um, I wanted to make uh, sort of a video because everyone is doing sort of video clips, like with this motivation and you hear rock music and the eye of the tiger and they're walking to the start line. And like, that wouldn't be me. Yeah. It would be more like, hey, I'm, I'm coming back. I'm this, this old, I'm this old sparring partner. Yeah. Because in the world of triathlon, I'm a dinosaur, you know, the, 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 the average triathlete is like for five years they're active and then they're either hurt, uh, frustrated, or no longer single, or all three of them. But uh, that's that's sort of the triathlon way to go in, in my experience. So, Fabian, thank you so much for encouraging us and uh, maybe a lot of people uh, out there. Uh, and I'm 100% sure we will mention your website uh, in the comment section and uh, you yeah. will have more than just one visitor on your website. I'm 100% sure. Um, I'm so proud that you part of my life and uh, part of uh, the I'm OK community. Um, thank you so much for taking your time. I know you're a busy guy. Um, and uh, congratulations on the victory uh, last week in Copenhagen. Hmm. Man, this guy finished under 10 hours. Holy crap. Holy crap. I know that was not your goal. I know you want to have the eight uh, before in, in your timestamp, but man, what an achievement. I'm so proud of you. Well done. Well, thank you very much. Uh, and well, uh, well, it was a victory over myself. So it was yes. uh, actually, yeah. And uh, I'm, I had two goals. I wanted to make my peace with the track and I want to, wanted to finish unhurt. Yeah. Both of these goals I reached. So the time was a bonus i'm coming yeah. for that aid and it will take me a few years but i will get there uh it has been an absolute pleasure to talk to you guys and yes. uh, the honor is mine it was uh, i was very flattered it's the first time i've done something like that and i enjoyed it very very much talking to you guys so Thanks. don't hesitate to call again i love this oh we will and you've said a lot that's cut through all the clouds that's going on in my life and uh like you said, you know, there's an energy. Sometimes it's just talking like this, you know, and exactly, for you possibly yeah. as well. And I think that energy doesn't matter where and what part of the world you're in. Like, you can feel that. I'm in Florida, you know, you guys are in Europe. And uh, I mean, it's just like everybody who listens to this, I think, just get some of that positive energy that you shared with us today. And uh, it's been it's really it's been really uplifting. So thank you again for joining us. Always lovely to see our giant teddy bear, Oliver. And uh, hopefully we'll <laughs> have you, uh, Kimo with us next time. Uh, we greatly missed him today. And uh, thank you for all of our listeners joining us and um, just being with us on this journey. And uh, again, we just pray that you guys will be uh, okay, better than okay. And uh, we'll catch you guys next time. Thanks.